first of all, let me get this stuff with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. We haven't closed the door on any front. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You know, when I was a kid, there was no way to find out what was happening in the Olympics on the other side of the world. Till you watched it at night, it was packaged by the network right, for maximum thrill enjoyment the great dick ebersall for many years produced the olympics and i and it was i think better viewing that way but in the modern world you get the results you know immediately full disclosure the people have a right to know and i just saw yeah. the, the biggest one maybe of the olympics and spoiler alert do you do spoiler alert uh, on did this? it air last night does it air tonight it just happened know. it will air tonight okay I think they'll package it in there tonight. Yeah. Well, we'll play. We'll, we've got it for our opening clip, so we'll, we'll we'll do it then. What do you think of that? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, uh, there's going to be no avoiding it. I mean, I wouldn't have watched it if I hadn't known how it was going to turn out. So there's one angle of it. <laughs> it's wow. not like I would have sat and watched the whole thing to see how it was going to turn out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, live from Studio C, C Senior, dimly lit room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera bowels and under the tutelage of our general manager uh the gun control discussion yeah I guess. yeah that's something and uh, co-general manager uh, tim sandifer tim the lawyer is joining us during the eight o'clock hour to talk about his new book which sounds great and it is it is great and about <clears throat> the second amendment and uh, its history and all sorts of good stuff yeah i remember asking tim once about the second amendment and i didn't know what he was going to say i had no idea and he his explanation of it was better than anything i've ever heard so Thought we'd have him restate that. And listen, I would never want to sound exploitive on this note, on this uh, fact, but Tim's brother was killed at uh, the San Bernardino mass shooting. And so Tim has rather a personal view of things and is not uh, flying over and pontificating from 30,000 feet. Right. And, um, well, I'm yeah, we'll talk about that more later. Um, but yeah, so we've got him coming up. His new book is really good about uh, Buster Douglas, the guy who defeated Mike you know, Tyson. I'm sorry, I hate to jump in and interrupt. I think it's actually about Frederick Douglass. Now, did thing. he know that he was going to beat Mike Tyson? Because nobody else gave him a chance. That's what we'll ask Tim Sandifer. Again, different fellow. Frederick Douglass, civil rights activist, great African-American hero. I've Some I, would suggest a greater hero than Buster Douglas. I've read three quarters of the book. It's not about Buster Douglas. <laughs> This is uh, this is really embarrassing. No, no, it's it's not. I wondered how somebody born in the early eighteen hundreds managed to fight Mike Tyson in it's the eighties. Like, it is to the chase. It's not about the Zoftic upstart who okay. upset the ferocious heavyweight champ. That is a fantastic book. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. 
Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Is uh, I believe tomorrow's the last day for the Olympics, and they have the closing right. ceremonies and everything. I'm actually going to miss the Olympics because it's one of the few family-friendly things you can actually watch, and it's exciting. And Yeah, my, ki- my kids have been ill, uh, so a lot of time watching TV on the couch and lots of Olympics and really enjoying it. Oh, that's good. That's a cherished uh, childhood memory of they, mine. They've also made the Olympics more watchable for kids with a lot of the events that they've come up with. That half-pipe skiing where they do the flips and stuff, mm-hmm. or that one where you just go off a big jump and do a, a bunch of flips, that's way better than regular ski jumping. Wrong. Feed the kids their vegetables. <laughs> Give them the 5,000-meter cross-country. <laughs> Takes about an hour 45 to complete. My, that's good for them. My DVR, though, is full of Olympic stuff I still haven't watched, so I figured the Olympics will be in my house for the next, I don't know, two, three weeks at least. Yeah. The, so. the, the going down the hill and going off the jumps on the skis, where they do flips and then land backwards, then go off the next jump backwards and no. do some flips. It's insane. It is. It is insane. That is literally the last thing on earth I could do. So do the other regular ski jumpers, they still have that sport. They, hey, we're, we're jumping over. Nobody wants to watch us? Because we just jump off forward and land. Well, we fly but, for a long time. We're, we're like birds. Because those are people are going so high and flipping like mm. nine times, holding on to their skis, landing backwards. Right. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. And uh, I absolutely love these these high school kids that are that are making the rounds. I have a I have a sizzling take about why they they are possibly the perfect response to whatever people may consider the Trump era. Trump. Was he had a technological advantage over every other political candidate that he was going against, largely because of the way that he used the internet and social media. But guess who uses the internet and social media better than Donald Trump? Teenagers. Mm-hmm. They they are able to they, these these kids were forged in the fire of YouTube comments. Like they, they this is their their world, their realm. To paraphrase the speech that Bane gave to Batman, the gong's over there if you need it. Yeah, oh, we will. <laughs> Oh, you think the. I didn't think you were going there. I didn't see this turn coming. Yeah, okay. To paraphrase what Bane said to Batman. Oh, you think the internet is your ally, but you merely adopted the internet. We were born in it, molded by it. The internet betrays you because it belongs to us. You That's, know, pretty good. To interrupt That's pretty good. A, a man who not only has a premise rolling, but is quoting Bane from Batman. And <laughs> oh, so, you think the internet is your. Exactly. Apparently understood what the hell he was saying in the movie. It's interesting that you would see Trump as somehow the opponent of these kids. Not necessarily the opponent, but the he changed the rules of political discourse to social media and internet, and yeah, he, he in moved it to the realm of these kids. Okay, there's, fair enough. There's no doubting that. Uh, yeah, young people understand how how information gets out and travels around and stuff. I hadn't even thought about that. You were absolutely right. Uh, I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. For instance. There's Marshall (laughs) Phillips, who does our news every day. (laughs) Hi, this morning, Marshall. I'm doing well. Hey, I was glad to hear this morning one of the institutions I've supported over the years is doing very well these days. Taco Bell just moved ahead of Burger King in sales. It's now the fourth largest chain in the U.S. Is it immigration? Love, nah, love, no, love me a bag of. No of, Mexican uh, person would be caught in a Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm finished. To me, Taco Bell's tacos are the real deal. Oh boy! Oh wow! Oh boy! <laughs> and they they were running down the survey of the top uh, fast food chains: McDonald's, Mickey D's, still number one, Starbucks, and then Subway. They uh, round out the uh, top three there. How interesting in terms of sales. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Wow. In terms McDonald's, of sales, Starbucks, Subway. Yeah. There is a Subway ever. Everywhere. I don't, like, I don't like, consider Subway fast food. You don't? No. Is that more like the convenience? I don't really food? either. 
If you told me to list fast food, I wouldn't right. have thought of Subway. I guess it is arguable. But they are everywhere. Yep. They're, they're, yeah. they're, you know, yes. I don't notice them that much because I don't eat there that often, although my son really likes it. But they're everywhere. Right. Which is why we, if we're traveling, we're often at the Subway because it's good grub. You can get yeah. something healthy if you want. It's freshly made, huh? My kids this have segment s- brought to you by Subway, apparently. <laughs> my kids you ought to send us some sandwiches at least, you cheap bastards. <laughs> my kids have such a good running joke joke on the Subway because they they always just want bacon. They just want bacon. <laughs> so Wow, genetics at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they no want kidding. an Italian roll with just bacon. And, so the, and then they'll look at me because they know I'm going to laugh and they're going to laugh. Uh-huh. Because whoever's working there, this happens every single time. Yeah. So I, all, I want, all I want is an Italian roll with bacon, nothing else, just bacon. Lettuce? No, just bacon. Do you want mayonnaise on that? No, just bacon. Nothing but the bread and bacon. Salt and pepper? No, just bacon. Wow. Green peppers? <laughs> yes. And, no, no, wait, no. And, no. and both my kids at this point have to cover their mouths because we, we do it in the car all the time. Avocado? No, just bacon. Mayonnaise? Nope. Nope, nope. As I said five times previously, just effing bacon. Opossum glandular squeezings. Nope, nope. Just bacon. <laughs> Which just shows you they're paying no attention whatsoever. They've got a drone job they hate, and they're just moving down the line. Right. Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, February 22nd, Washington's birthday, the year 2018. Setting you straight in 21-8, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. This is a spoiler alert, by the way, for the, cl- the opening clip. All right. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations and the Olympic ideal at Mark. Jocelyn Lamoureux. Two goals apiece in the shootout. Lamoureux moving in on Zabinas. She beats and scores! Must beat Rooney to keep Canada's hopes alive. She is stuck! The most exciting overtime in all of sports is the shootout in hockey, and that's what it went to in the Olympics for the first time. The American team tied the Canadian team, then they had a ridiculous exhibition at the end, little better than a coin flip to decide the winner. You play till someone scores! Now, if you want to say, well, we got to have another uh, quarterfinal game, so we got to have the shootout a week ago, fine. But for the gold medal, you play till you score. It's a novelty. It's, an, it's, it's, it's a perversion of the hockey, the hockey ideal that we all grew up with. Have you seen the, uh, the shootout exciting? Oh, uh, shootout <laughs> exciting. Well, are we children here? Yeah, play till someone scores. Did you see the clip of the, the final shootout goal? No, I oh, wouldn't watch it. She shakes the goalie out of her skates. Oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> it, I can't is, wait. it is impressive. And it went six rounds. Is that right? Uh, I believe so. I don't, six yeah. rounds of the overtime? That is something. Oh, six rounds of shootout? Shootout, yeah. yeah, yeah oh. Of the shootout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Novelty. <laughs> <laughs> or the most exciting overtime in all of the sports. Oh, What's boy. coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Al Trump announces push for stricter gun laws. Marco Rubio faces off with an angry crowd at a CNN town hall. And Uber is lining up flying taxis. Story is coming up 635, Armstrong and Getty. By the way, that was the USA beating the four-time gold medal-winning Canadian team. They tied the game. They own that sport. And our plucky girls beat them. Lettuce? No. No, just bacon. (laughs) What else is coming up on Mailbag? Oh, I don't know. I didn't do the work. I just had a shootout. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent callback. Thank you, Michael. 
All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I hadn't heard this. The police get to the school down there in Florida last week, and uh, they're looking at security footage and tracking the shooter, except the the security footage is on a 20-minute delay. So they're running around the second floor saying, they're talking over the radio, he's on the second floor, we're looking at it, he's on the second floor, we're on the second floor, we don't see him. That's because they're watching on a 20-minute delay, he's already gone. Oh, boy. And nobody knew that it worked that way. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Mailbag. Sorry, was there more? Why do you have a 20-minute delay on your security footage? There must be a reason. Yeah, I don't don't know. So you can't be surveilling people or something? I don't know. Nice note from uh, Gail here to kick things off. I miss the voice of the West. As you well know, the West Coast is a different country from the East Coast, and we need representation. But I also like Conscience of the Nation. Would it be too much to say Voice of the West and Conscience of the Nation? Pretty much says it all. Yeah, that would be too much. A little lengthy. Yeah, but thank you, uh, Gail. You're right. I mean, the Voice of the West thing was intentional because the damn Eastern media, they it's practically a monolithic culture of opinion or certainly of priorities. With the death of <laughs> Billy Graham as America's pastor opened up again, is that slot available for us? That'd be too much. America's pastor? We can't take that one, probably. <sighs> be a stretch. Yeah. I could do that before I could do that snow jumping in the <laughs> Olympics. Uh, let's see. Here's Jay, uh, first initial Jay. With all the good you do and ears you reach, you already have an international show. You want to settle for just being the conscience of the nation? What about the world? You are the conscience of the world. I... Oh, wait, that's cow. You can't have that getting confused with clips of the week. What about world of conscience? W-O-C... Conscience of the world. (laughs) Conscience of the globe. That's that's a little much, even by my... Planet. Even by my standards. The conscience of the planet. Yeah, that's too much even for me. Hello, Armstrong and Getty, or Jack, or Jan Joe. I've been infotained uh, by the two of you for many years now. I appreciate your humor and enjoy both of you. But my wife hates Joe. And feels she would really like Jack's wife. Probably uh, means me, but you, right? Because people always get it backwards? Uh, people often, yeah, almost always get it backwards. Or or she hates me. I would assure you that, uh, Cliff, uh, your uh, wife would probably like me in real life, as I am very quiet and unassuming. Generous and... Uh, uh, give a good shoulder rub. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what do you think? Uh, she thinks she'd like your wife. All right. So, I like, I like my wife. We have that in common. Right there. You have it. Uh, let's see. Listening to your show this morning, uh, buh, 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 went on and on, nitpicking the words used for your new bombastic cl- slogan, the conscience of the nation. You were referring to the United States citizens as Americans. Can you fix this? And then he goes on to make the argument that Canadians and Mexicans and Guatemalans are Americans, too. Well, listen, your wife doesn't like me. 
If you want to change your nomenclature for the people of this country to accommodate Canadians and Mexicans, I don't like you, sir. Mm. I don't like you. (sighs) Very odd. Five people emailed the same question about Sean's Olympic medal meltdown in which we assess the metallurgical value of the the medals awarded to each team. We're back into fifth place, right? We were in sixth briefly. Wait just a moment. All right. We were briefly behind France. Which is an embarrassment. It's terrible. Wondering if your metallurgical values of Olympic medals include the fact that some events award more than one medal. Two-man bobsled. 25 hockey players with gold medals. Hmm? That just counts as one medal for the team counting, though, right? Yeah, that's that's what I've been doing, yeah. It, per event. Medal per right. event. But if we're going pure greedhead, <laughs> then team sports are much more valuable. I've always thought that was interesting that you get one gold medal for winning the the hockey, for instance. I suppose it makes sense. It's an sure, event. of course, yeah. Uh, Joe, a.k.a. Man of Letters. I've always wanted to be referred to as a man of letters, and Travis has done it. Thank you, sir. I must know, Positive Sean is being awfully coy about how he obtained the so-called slow cooker. Might this be the same slow cooker that was sitting on Michelangelo's kitchen counter for the past six years? The one that never made it out of the original box? Need to know. No, that was a crock pot. That was a crock pot. Sean, what'd you buy? A rice cooker. A rice cooker. A crock pot's different than a slow cooker? Those are different things? Okay. What? I don't cook. (laughs) Then what's the other one that's popular these days? The Insta cooker, the super fast cooker? It's a combination of a pressure cooker and a something or other? I think that's the slow cooker. All right. No, I thought it was a fast cooker. It's an instant, like, super crazy fast. It's called a microwave, you idiot. No, no, different. (laughs) Okay, moving along. Uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, some uh, activist writer was writing about how w- woman dogs are discriminated against at the Westminster Dog Show because the bitches, uh, they're generally uh, retired immediately to start making puppies. And it was just kind of silly that they were trying to have, like, hashtag me too with a paw print. But they were serious, weren't they? It seemed, yeah, Sounded it seemed serious. to be. Well, there, there was a tone of offense kind of through the article. And it was hard to see, I mean, exactly who we're supposed to be offended, uh, you know, on behalf of. But uh, Jay writes, the uh, best in show male dogs wouldn't even exist if the bitches didn't conceive, carry, and deliver the little SOBs. Maybe more of those bitches should... Oh, good. I'm not reading that line, sir or madam. That's disgusting. Speaking of babies, we saw... uh, Have you seen a... um, What do you call when you you put the thing on the woman's belly and uh, see the picture? Ultrasound. Have you seen recent ultrasounds? I hadn't seen one. Fairly. Friend of my wife's having a baby. She showed us her ultrasound. Holy crap! Mm. Completely different than when Laura and I did it, which was not that long ago, but... Completely different. It's, it's just a full-on, you're looking at a baby scrunched up in there. You, yeah. you know exactly what they look like. Right? He's like a little baby. That's right. Mr. President. Wild. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, anybody who is either old-timey or up on old-timey expressions, I need your help. Uh, we got one via email. I spent a lot of time researching it, and I can't figure out what it means. Awesome. Man, we're having a gun debate like we haven't in a very, very long time. More on that with Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
some of the audio and visuals coming out of yesterday's listening gathering there in uh, Washington, D.C. with the president and victims and families and that sort of stuff was really something. That was some powerful audio and video. Does anything come out of that? I don't know. I guess that's what we'll be discussing in the weeks to come. Yeah, well, rallies uh, in Florida, Washington, Marco Rubio getting yelled at and hooted at by an angry mob, etc. There's all sorts of passion on display yesterday. Yeah, well, some of those people, uh, their, their passion came from, you know, parents talking about their kids are gone, which will yep. make you passionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump looking to move on gun control. In a tweet this morning, he says he's going to be pushing for comprehensive background checks with an emphasis on mental health. He also said he's going to support raising the age to buy semi-automatic rifles to 21 and end the sale of bump stocks. He ended his tweet saying... Congress is in a mood to finally do something on this issue, I hope. This, after an emotional meeting at the White House yesterday with students and parents impacted by the deadly shooting at that Florida high school. Andrew Pollack, the father of a girl killed in the attack, delivering an impassioned speech. It doesn't make sense. Fix it. Should have been one school shooting, and we should have fixed it. And I'm pissed. Because my daughter, I'm not going to see again. Trump listened to one and all promising to deliver real results in dealing with the shootings. Now, one idea, let teachers who are adept at firearms be allowed to carry guns in the classroom. It's called concealed carry, where a teacher would have a concealed gun on them. They'd go for special training, and they would be there, and you would no longer have a gun-free zone. Gun-free zone to a maniac, because they're all cowards. A gun-free zone is let's go in and let's attack because bullets aren't coming back at us. I agree completely. I didn't hear anybody in the wake of 9-11 say, we want more guns on planes because it's a ridiculous notion. The good guys have to be able to defend the innocent. That's what we're talking about. When was the last time a teacher decided they were going to shoot up the students? Now, plenty of teachers are out there saying there are days, but they don't mean it. <laughs> so, two things there: the the, the emotional dad there. Um, I, I God bless him. I My absolutely God. understand how you'd be screaming. How have we not done anything? But the anything that should be done is the hard part, right? And it's very difficult yeah. to come up with the sh- what should be done. I wonder on the arming <clears throat> the the teachers thing. Aside just from the you know the mechanics of it. Right. Um, just you know the the reality of okay so there's so there's somebody with a gun that could shoot back or um, two or three and right. uh, and like the the one the other day that kid ran around the school killing people for ten minutes ten minutes is a long time you know within a minute somewhere in the school the person that was armed could have come to that end of the school and mm-hmm. you know even if you cut it in half the difference between ten right. minutes of killing people and five minutes is a lot but right. I wonder about the psychology of it because I still think that's the biggest place to gain a win here is changing the changing the psychology because of this whole you know we've got a contagion in the society because right. guns have always existed we've talked about this endlessly when when i was a kid everybody had access to a gun you didn't shoot up the school but i wonder if it would change the psychology of it if 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 what's ever going on in people's minds that make them think i'm going to go shoot up the school once they realize oh there's a gun there i wonder if that puts an end to it there are plenty of people who, who do these mass shootings who are crazy, and it's difficult to say what their reaction would be. But there are plenty of people who aren't, like, a psychotic. They're just angry and have personality disorders. They are absolutely factoring in the fact that 
I can do this. It is possible to walk around a school and shoot people. Yeah, isn't part if somebody's shooting back, it ain't anymore. Yeah, isn't part of the reason you're not doing a mall or a variety of other places is because you know somebody would be there to shoot back at you? Frequently, yeah. I don't know what's in the mind of these people, but I just wonder if it would change the psychology of it. And I have, I have never heard an objection to it that holds any water whatsoever. Everybody's objections imagine a world where, I don't know, Joe Getty goes to, to a school with a, a case full of guns and just hands them out willy-nilly, which, of course, nobody has ever proposed. Careful, rigorous, checking, training uh, with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Of the, the mechanics of it, the psychology of it, the practical aspects of confronting an armed intruder. And it would only be somebody who was willing to do that. And there might be one in a school, there might be two, three. It'd be like air marshals. You wouldn't know who it is. And again, back to the psychology, we don't know. There might be half as many attempts at school shootings once it's well known that there are guns on campus. Yeah. Somebody to shoot back. I don't know. I'd like to try it and find out. I happen to see a, a news feature on uh, some school districts are going a little Israeli. Uh, they're fenced and locked. You can't get onto the campus right. unless you're supposed to be on there during uh, during the day. You know, there's a bit of a risk of a psychological effect on the kids if they're in an armed compound. They start to feel like they have to be in an armed, armed compound, and it's argued that right. that impacts learning. But I would there's got to be a, like there's got to be a sweet spot. I would like to I would like people to spend some time knowing what that does to you, right? Because I would feel a lot different, right? Uh, and I think they probably can figure out how that yeah. would feel if if it were handled correctly. I think it would feel safe. But, what, but but as I said last week, the, the problem I have with that one, it'd be incredibly expensive. Absolutely. Um, two, you're you're doing something pretty drastic. It seems to me in the structure of the way school feels and acts and parents showing up. Like I can just show up to school and pick up my kid and all that sort of stuff. Um, for something that's so unlikely, mm-hmm. it's it's practically winning the lottery or losing the lottery. Unlikely. Are we going to go that far, that drastic a change for something that almost never happens statistically? I wish there were a single aspect of this that was simple. Right. There 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 hardly is. There have been 400 some kids killed in schools in the last nine years or something like that? When there are 30,000 gun deaths per year? It happens very rarely statistically. Meanwhile, uh, Senator Marco Rubio took a lot of heat over his position in the debate over guns following the school shooting in Florida. At a contentious town hall meeting televised by CNN yesterday, the crowd erupted into cheers when the father of a murdered student told Rubio, Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. And they booed when Rubio said, Now I think what you're asking about is the assault weapons ban. Yes, sir. So let me be honest with you about that one. If I believed that that law would have prevented this from happening, I would support it. But I want to explain to you why it would not. Senator Rubio, my daughter, running down the hallway at Marjorie Stone and Douglas, was shot in the back with an assault weapon, the weapon of choice. Yes, sir. Okay? It is too easy to get. It is a weapon of war. The fact that you can't stand with everybody in this building and say that, I'm sorry. Sir, I do believe what you're saying is true. You know... The voice of reason doesn't have a chance against the howling mob. There is no definition of assault weapon. Well, you can have one, though. You can make one. That's what they do in the legislature. They come up with a definition. Well, yeah, but but Marco Rubio is saying 
uh, no, it, it was not practicable. The 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 ban I'm talking about, and he was boo. Oh, what, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And again, all right, what are we banning? Go ahead, folks. Go ahead. assault weapons. Well, I think they'd say the AR-15. I think everybody that's for that would say the AR-15 should be banned because that's what's been used in the last five major shootings. Like that's what they would say. And when I come out with the AR-16, what happens then? I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm just. Uh-huh. I think that would be the response. AR-15. Ban the AR-15. Right. right. On a brighter note, the United States wins gold in Pyeongchang. Team USA bringing home gold in women's hockey. Jocelyn Lamoureux scored the winning goal in the sixth round of that shootout to give the U.S. a 3-2 win over Canada in the gold medal game. First goal for the U.S. team in 20 years. 20 years. Hmm. So was that considered an upset? I mean, just because yes. the oh, yeah. it was? Because oh, yeah. I know the Canadians have won historically, but they have different people this year. Right? They're a powerhouse, Jack. Yep. Okay. They Perennial won. powerhouse. They won in the last four Olympics, uh, can they, the Canucks. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, Conscious of the Nation. There's controversy in the wake of that American win, though. According to my friend Mike Lawyer, during the celebration of the win, they were blasting Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, including the line, sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. While in South Korea, ouch! <laughs> wow. More American war monging. That is a hell of a line in a song to be playing in South Korea. Hmm, troubling. I think you're right. Might this drive a wedge between us and the South? Opening for the North. Oh, speaking of which, do you hear the who's going to be the celebrity from America at the closing ceremonies? We'll talk about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. some point we need to talk about the the particular kid student that's being accused of being a, a an actor by some on the internet which might be the russians for all i know oh, uh, and God. he actually and he actually responded to it yesterday yeah so we've some and, of our listeners have posed that very theory probably having seen it online I've posted got, by the russians i've got a couple of friends that every time there's a school shooting they have the youtube video that's got the uh explanation you know look at this guy here see this guy's clearly an actor because right with the the government's doing this right or, or the liberals in order to enact gun laws why man false yeah. flag operation Whew. Yeah. Whew. man that is a you're so far out there in in your cynicism of what you know is going on in the world i don't know how you even make it through the day i mean honestly i don't know how you'd pay taxes uh follow any laws if you believe that that can happen. I think it's a personality disorder where you will ignore a mountain of evidence in favor of a couple of shreds posted by someone on the internet. But, you know, whatever. But anyway, it's a, I don't know, kid was responding to it yesterday, so we'll play that later. And that personality disorder also includes the sending of angry emails, so I'll look forward to reading those. (laughs) 
Uh, I'll probably skip them. Billy Graham preached the good news to more humans than anybody ever has on planet Earth, I believe. That is uh, what I understand as well, and I, I believe it to be true. Yeah. Just, and, and nobody probably ever will beat that record just because... That's uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, not the fact that the American women won the, the hockey Bible. game. That's right. It's the Bible, Mr. President. The good news, the gospel. Good news. All you can eat pancakes are back at IHOP. No, not that good news. Nope. Nope. Jesus died for your sins. That holds. Your soul is saved, and that is some good news. Anyway, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, probably uh, Paul. The Apostle Paul had the record for a while. Yeah, and the most influence, I think, Paul still holds the record. I I think so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's actually speaking to human beings, Billy Graham. And I racked my incredibly defective memory yesterday for any whiff of scandal around Reverend Graham, and I didn't think there were, and no, indeed, there weren't. He seems to have been a man who, who believed what he what he said and said what he believed, which is awesome. It is awesome. We, Considering you know, religion draws uh, charlatans. Everybody's known that forever. Oh yeah, and we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, for a radio job shortly after Jimmy and Tammy Faye Baker fell from grace. Right, it was he, right after their fall. I don't know if those of you listening even know who if he was ever a big deal clear on the western part of the United States or not. But man, he was he was a big deal all across America, uh, and he was one of those guys preaching at you on a Sunday and asking you to send in money. Well, and, and Jim and Tammy had a like a daily show that was super popular. Yep, and uh, they lived like rich people because they were. <laughs> right, they're, they had an air conditioned doghouse. I remember that. And, uh, that's right. That was one of the big things—an yeah. air conditioned doghouse. And what brought them down? What was the scandal that finally brought them down? He was having well, sex. He with was the rolling around with uh, yeah the secretary. Yeah, Jessica Hahn. Yeah. Well, and she was Looney Tunes, so that may have factored in, but... Anyway, so we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, just one more note. One more quick note. Number one uh, 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 dating site that, that scammers attack is ChristianMingle.com. Because if you can convince somebody you're a Christian, they drop their defenses. And so, yeah, religion draws charlatans like crazy. We did a remote from, uh, it was like a theme park or something? That had belonged to Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, but then after their fall, it was bought by somebody else, and they tried to turn it into something else. Is that right? Do you remember that? that? Like a holy roller coaster? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's good. Very clever. It just Um, was this great, big, giant, crazy, expensive thing, and it had been built, and then shortly after that, their whole empire, uh, the phony Christian empire thing, collapsed. Was that Carowinds, the big uh, amusement park Might have been. Huh. But, uh, yeah, so somebody bought it, but... And it was just amazing, I mean, how much money they brought in on this. Yeah. But the other amazing part was, so one radio show in town, because they were based in Charlotte, North Carolina, one radio show in town um, made fun of them Mm -hmm. after their fall from grace and did pretty well. But the the radio station that did the best was the country station that went with a, this is so sad, this happened Mm -hmm. view of it. Mistakes were made, and it's unfortunate. Because right. a lot of people really believed in Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, and it and you know it, it wounded them that They're they turned broken. that they turned out to be frauds. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you do it, but but so none of that with Billy Graham. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, you know, there are absolute advantages to to living in the town and growing up and keeping your friends and seeing your ex girlfriend at the mall. Well, maybe not that one so much, but. <laughs> Who wants um, to do that? <laughs> but I tell you what, I just, I, I'm so glad I, I lived in various cultures around the United States, from the Northeast to the Southeast to wherever, and, and saw the different ways of thinking, ways of life, because it's so stimulating. Little D's on the East Coast right now for college, and uh, she's always telling me, Dad, it's weird, man. People here are strange. 
And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's enlightening. Anyway, so listen, I love old-timey expressions. I love language. I, lo- I love, you know, the twists of a phrase. And, um, and Darcy with a little d, frequent correspondent, a uh, truly uh, treasured correspondent, emailed us. Are we ready to go with the new email address? Okay. Um, mm, I'm a little nervous about it. I don't know why. Change is scary for me. It's uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. So a little we- fanfare, Michael? This is the first new email address in decades. Well, Fabu. More, more than that. Fabu. We now own armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah. Armstrongandgetty.com. We now own that. We had to, Did we buy it from the guy or did he give we, it to we us? We got to explain. We'll, we'll explain that maybe right. next segment. But uh, so little D, Darcy with a little D writes, Joe, I thought you might enjoy this. You were talking about, and I'm sorry, folks, it's another B-bomb. We were talking about dog shows and the, actually reading about bitches and whelping and sires and the rest of it. But um, Joe, you might enjoy this. Uh, it's a quote from my grandfather. He used to say this, every little bitch whelps. And I thought, wow, okay. Uh, that, every, that whelps means give birth. Like, um, so I Googled it. And I could only find it in like a 1930s high school yearbook. Somebody said, but you know, every little bitch whelps. Enough said. No, not enough said. Not nearly enough said. Does anybody have any idea what that expression means? I don't. You can email us at our brand new email address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Every kid whines? No, it's, it says bitch specifically, Whelps. so it's girls. I don't, I don't know. know. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.